Hello, and welcome to Heart the State Within, presented by University and D. My name is Blake Croft, and I will be your game master and your keeper for the evening. And it's my pleasure to welcome the players, Jacob. Hey guys, I'm Jacob. Katie. What's up? I'm Katie. Lily. Hi guys, it's me, Lily. And our last member, Alex. Hey everyone. Welcome to session 19. Thanks for sticking it out for this long. There have been a lot of big reveals lately. So, um, you know, if you have any questions about any of that or you want to theorize about any of that or just interact with people listening, please come join our Discord community if you have not already. There, it's a, there's a bunch of great people over there. So go do that. Last we left off, you all were headed outside the mists. Rex sent you off in your carriage, the four of you and Teal, and you headed off into the first the first sights outside of outside of Hart, which was a, a valley of tall grass, and in the distance, mountains. Moving a little bit further away from the city, you passed through a valley between the two mountains where you stumbled upon what appeared to be a trap. You came across this carriage that was tipped over and had severed uh, this body, this body that became a vessel for the wind sweeping between these mountains. The wind uh, picked up a boulder and threw it at the carriage, and the shards from that boulder became shrapnel that was hurled at the carriage as you all pulled away swiftly. A A ways down the path... Continuing on towards your destination, you stumbled upon a a town. And in that town, you saw signs of technology that maybe Hart didn't exactly keep around. And as you were leaving this town, you saw Ted, a a postcard. And it said, greetings from Pagosa Springs, Colorado. So that is where we will pick up. We talked a little after last session, and we we broke down where exactly you all would be headed from a, from a modern lens. According to the map, if we were to adjust it to our modern lens, you are headed northeast to an area that would be roughly in upstate New York. Not that that means anything necessarily to the characters, but that is the journey that we are taking here, if that gives you a sense of distance. Is the map labeled, like, does it say New York on it, or it just kind of has, like, X's? The, the map is not labeled. The map is a map of coordinates that is giving you a sense of direction. Um, this seems to have been made after the establishment of the cities, because it does have labeled on there heart and the crown. We should probably try and stay away from as much as we can. Look at what we did in one day. We can't keep that up. Teal Teal speaks up and goes, the problem is it seems like they could appear anywhere. I mean, we were told to watch out for any signs of previous civilization, but it's impossible to stay away from any sort of terrain, especially considering this is all foreign to us. Blake, I did have a question. Did Teal get like the little heebie-jeebies when the bear showed up? Nope. Hmm. That means that there is life outside of those that devour 
You had also seen a deer just as you had left the city. So, at least they're not everywhere. That's good. If you're mentioning that. Yes, yeah, I I will mention it. Then yeah, I think Teal goes, that's an interesting point. It would seem that they have some sort of specific preference towards humans then if if this life is able to coexist peacefully for some reason humans have to be special then in their diet or motivation perhaps our brains complexity maybe we're just a bit tastier to the parasites perhaps but starving creatures typically aren't too choosy it's fair maybe they're not as endangered as rex walker thought not exactly comforting, but it's possible. Maybe these creatures were bred. We did it to them. Who's to say that maybe this is some sort of experiment gone wrong? Rex did say we had no idea, or at least he had no idea, where they came from, so it's entirely possible. I do want to bring up the consideration that if the crown has fallen already... It's very possible we are just walking into a death sentence if those things have overrun the city. Now, if they carried out the gruesome task that was asked of Hart, then perhaps the situation is different. But what if they hadn't? What if there was some sort of humane instinct that prevented that? That would certainly spell our demise if those creatures are fed. Well... If we stayed in heart, it would spell our demise, too. At least this way it feels like we're doing something. No matter where we step, it's into a death trap, so... Might as well make the most of it. You... Oh, Blake, I forgot. Can I roll time? (laughs) No! Oh, yes, please, please do. Roll, roll to not die. All right, that's two less, ladies and gents. (laughs) No, Jacob! (laughs) Okay. Jesus Christ. I think he's got four left. Holy shit! That is a problem. That is. I think yeah, you've I just marked five. So you've, you've marked six off, that right? Is. Correct. And then you have four left. Wow. Okay. So you are you're more than halfway there. Okay. You all continue on your way, following the map. Uh, Annie, are you are you still driving? Yes. Okay. The terrain as you move northeast changes slightly. The valley between the mountains begins to rise in elevation very slowly at first until you are faced with mountains um, surrounding you as you see off in the distance that ahead there is no clear path down on the ground. There are paths carved out among the mountains rising up, you know, following their slopes upwards and navigating through the much higher elevation. But bringing horses and a carriage up there is going to be difficult. Alternatively, you could circle back around and try to find a way around. Well, we can't afford to get rid of the horses now. We're going to have to find some way around. You're right. I'm just... I'm just worried that this range goes on forever. Um, But you're right, let's stick to the smoothest path if we can. 
I'm um, gonna go ahead. Sorry, I I just figured there were probably roads in that town, right? Yeah, there were roads in that town. The roads heading out of Pagosa Springs headed southeast. Interesting. I think we should maybe go on the road southeast. We can always find a way back north. I suppose that will probably connect us to more abandoned civilizations. So we just need to be careful when we get from one to another. Teal speaks up and goes, are we more worried about the natural terrain or are we more worried about these creatures? We're on a time crunch here is the problem. I'd rather be slowed down by these creatures, frankly, than be slowed down by some impassable mountains. I'd rather be alive, though. We'll run into them either way, Teal. But at least this way we have a better chance of arriving to the crown in time. We'll follow the roads and then just go around any towns we pass. Sounds good to me. All right, you all uh, reroute the carriage and head back south towards Pagosa Springs. You follow the closest thing to a road, headed southeast just for a little bit as it curls east and curls around the base of this mountain. As you as you spend your time circling back and he- just beginning your journey on this road, the sun begins to set. And, and Teal speaks up and goes, we haven't really seen night out here, are we? How vulnerable are we going to be? I think we're more vulnerable the more we stay still. I think we let Annie have a rest from driving and someone else takes over. I don't think we should stay in one place for too long. We have to let the horses rest at some point. I mean, I can make a fire for us, but it might attract some uh, unwanted attention. So Or scare them off. These things could be just like wild animals. At least the ones they inhabit. Scared of fire. You tell me what you want to do. I think if we can, we should stay inside and someone will keep watch. We can sleep in shifts. If something happens, we move. We have to unhitch the horses to let them rest, though. Yeah, we gotta give them a break, at least for a bit. Complicated beasts, aren't they? Well, we need to sleep, too. Can we try and, like, be a I was going to say, like, try and scope out a better place to, like, stay for the night. Sure, yeah. But I don't, I don't think there's if... any good place to stay. Yeah, I don't know what like... would be better. If well, we walk into could... the cave, it'll be sentient and swallow us. If we go under a tree, it'll become an end in the night and steal yeah. us yeah. away. No, the, qu- the question is what you consider safe, right? Because there is Pagosa Springs. There are buildings that are completely covered. You could sleep in a building. But also, mm-hmm. like, it's unclear how how deadly civilization might be. So there are places that are more covered. You know, you could you could find a, a cutout in the mountain. You could get under a tree or you could stay in the middle of the road. Unclear what's the safest part here, right? I think honestly, error. the middle of the road doesn't sound that bad. Clear sight lines. We can see something coming up on us. It'll definitely be the quickest place you could leave from. Probably not instantly because sure. like you said, you have to un- unhitch yeah. the horses. But it's not going to like take an hour to get you out of the out of the mud right yeah i don't need that okay let's talk about what we do just in case right we should have a plan of action i'm 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 saying this as we're like setting up i imagine okay so we should have somebody tend to the horses 
in in emergency, like so that we can get out of here. I'm not wonderful in a fight, so I can take that job if you want me to. Maybe okay, okay. Maybe Teal and Annie try and get the horses in working order, calm them down, make sure they don't sprint off. Should I uh, take take shifts? One person stays up, scanning the tree line, whatnot. Do we know anything about these creatures that isn't in isolation? Everything we've heard about these things are cases of acting alone, but that might have been a byproduct of so few of them in heart. Do we know if they're going to try to hunt in packs, swarm us? I mean, are, are, are we sitting ducks here? We probably will be, Teal, anywhere we go. My only hope is that on progress day, they sort of behaved like animals. Maybe our intelligence will allow us to get the upper hand. I hope you're right. They might be the only upper hand we have at this point. I'm exhausted. I haven't been sleeping, and I drove all day. So if someone else would take the first shift... That'd be great. I can do it. Thanks. Annie's going to bed. Okay. The four of you head to bed in the carriage. And Dot, you sit on top of it, looking out into the night. I'm watching. Will you roll observe a situation? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, baby. How does a 13 sound? Unlucky 13. I see everything. Unlucky number. No, okay, yeah, 13. So you can have a couple questions. What questions sound best from this list? How many do I get? You get two questions. Two, okay. Um, I'm going to go with, I guess, advantage, because she's also probably looking for stuff that she can use to make things that might be useful. And what's being hidden from me? Okay. Dot, you look out in the night, and you look up at the stars, which are clearer out here than than ever before. And then you see uh, you see something strange. First of all, you hear a, a a buzzing, like a gentle whirring sound, and then you see one of the stars from the sky slowly drift down towards you and you see it blink once and blink again and you realize that this is a a tiny tiny star and as it comes into your view you see that this star is attached to the end of a bug and suddenly you see all around you tiny blinking lights coming up one by one from the trees and from the bushes, lighting up a gentle orange. These are fireflies. Your questions are, what can you use to your advantage and what is being hidden from you? We'll start with what you can use to your advantage. Dot, you see as the fireflies uh, gather a little ways away, just, just sort of like randomly scattered, right? But you see the light you see it shine on a couple glints of metal a little deeper towards the mountain in the grass. Unclear what that is from this distance, but there are bits mm-hmm. of metal in the grass. Mm-hmm. And what's being hidden from you is you see 
there is uh, another source of light, and it is coming from further down the road, the direction you're headed. You see very faintly in the distance what looks like the top of a fire, and you see it's slightly obscured by smoke. It's unclear if this is a campfire, a bonfire, a burning tree or building, but it is further down the direction you're headed, further east. <laughs> Those are the two things you, you see. I think I'll keep an eye on the fire, mention it to the next person that comes up to also keep an eye on it. I'm going to leave the metal for now. I don't think it's going anywhere. Okay. I can do that in the morning. I'm not right. leaving this carriage. Dot, you get back in the carriage and you switch with Annie and Teal for the second watch of the night. Annie, you, you see the same hint of a fire further down the road. Oh, damn. That's weird. It does, it, I mean, it looks controlled, man-made. It's not like a wildfire. Yeah, it seems small. Hmm. Do you think that's people? It's either people or something trying to trick us into thinking it's people. I think either way we'd fare better with them in daylight. I agree. And about halfway through the, your shift, the fire goes out. In the middle of the night? Oh, middle good, good. Of the night, yes. Good, 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 good. Good, that's good. Dot in the cart. Go ahead and oh. roll night nightmares for me. That's a four. A four? Well, it was a six, but then now it's a four. Great. Oh, dude, if only it was a six. Dude, if only it was a six. The minus two is so unfair. All right. <laughs> so, Dot, with a with a four on nightmares, Dot, you wake up in this place halfway between sleeping and waking. It's, it's, it's a form of sleep paralysis, and you are unable to move here, but your eyes dart around and you see Caspian walking beside you and he his head snaps your way. You see the shrapnel lodged in his face. And he sees he's, he raises his arm up, finger outstretched, and he points to you. There you are. And you 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 stumble out of this vision and wake up, and you see the others are sleeping next to you, and it is still nighttime. Who's on watch right now? It is the end of Annie and Teal's watch. You hear as they are climbing down from the cart now, and they open the door. Teal switches out with Ted. Ted, you, you see the, the fireflies. I imagine, Ted, this has already been frightening for you out here. You know that feeling when you walk into, you know, like a haunted house or something with friends and there is that like, th there is that fear that's pushing up. But at the same time, you feel, if not safe, at least there's some sort of security there, right? There's some sort of net, even if realistically they couldn't do anything in a dangerous situation to stop you from being hurt. There is, there is a, there is a comfort in groups. Have you ever been in a haunted location by yourself? It is a much different experience. It is a 
much less fun experience. When, when you are alone in a situation that feels like you could very realistically die, there is no security. There is only that tangible feeling of alone and vulnerable. That is what you feel here, outside the cart. The four in the carriage might as well not exist. They are not in the same space as you. They will do nothing to come to your aid. Here you are, outside the mists, outside what you have feared for your whole life, alone. Um, I don't I don't think we've rolled for your disadvantage since you've left, Hart, is that correct? Uh, I don't think so. So what is the name of that disadvantage? Fanatic. Go ahead and roll Fanatic for me. Well, I rolled a 10. Do I add anything to it or do I nope. subtract? No, plus, plus zero. Okay. So then, Ted, maybe there's some some comfort here, right? Yeah, I think another part of it is for the first time, I'm thinking more about how I can feel my body starting to shut down than I am about anything that's around me right now. I think I'm just kind of focusing on that, and every day that goes by, I'm getting just a little weaker. Yeah. So what if that ends early, if it's coming nonetheless? Uh, you switch out with Atticus. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Before, like, as I'm switching out with Atticus, I think I'm going to give him the gun I found. Okay. Thank you. Ted, are you sure you don't want to use it? It's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I thought so too, but I'm not, I'm not doing too hot, buddy, so in uh might be used a little more in your hands than mine. Yeah, I, um, I understand. Get some rest. Yeah, I'll try. Atticus, you're, you're fiddling with this as you see the fireflies starting to retreat back to their trees and bushes. You see the stars start to twinkle again in the sky. And about an hour before... Sunrise, Atticus, you hear something. You hear something to the east, down the road, the direction you're headed. It's good. You hear. Hey! I mean, it's immediate, like, jerk, like, what the hell, adrenaline pumping immediately. That's, like, the scariest possible thing, right? Yes. They're, like, there's the... There's one man left in the world, yeah, and he hears a knock at the door. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there any moonlight at all right now? The Yes, yes. It is It is just before sunrise. You can see a little bit. Does it sound like it's coming from the road? It sounds like it's coming from further down the road, yes. Okay, I'm going to kind of take like the rifle off, the, off of its sling or, or however I'm carrying it. Okay. And I'm going to try and triangulate where this sound is coming from coming from looking through the scope yeah you look through the scope at the horizon right as far as you can see down the road and you see that it it, it's it begins to slowly slope down and so you can't see as far as maybe you would normally see with this rifle but you do see um, these very just lingering trails of of smoke i don't see anybody though uh you don't see anybody it's right before sunrise Yes. Okay. Holding the rifle 
into my shoulder with one hand. I'm going to like kind of knock on the carriage. Everyone, get up. It's time to go. Get the huh? horses ready. Okay, okay. And I'll grab Teal and yeah. immediately start working. Teal, are you getting any sort of feeling? Not from here, but this isn't really a science yet. I don't know what, what I can feel and what I can't. I mean, if they're half a mile, a mile down, I don't know if I could sense that. We can't risk the horses. We can't ride towards them. Teal, I think you come with me. Oh, oh, we're splitting up? I'll be right down the road. I have to make sure it's safe. Hold on. If anyone's going out there, let it be the guy with one fucking foot out the door. Ted. Come on. You know I'm right. Just let me do this. I'm going with whoever goes. I'm covering you from a distance. I'll climb a tree or something. Look, the cart is, like we said, just as, if not more, important. We need someone staying here. I think it should be two people up front, and the rest of us are on the carriage. Whoever goes, God be with you. I got this. You gotta just trust me. All right. Dad, you should have with someone him. with you. Yeah, I'll go. That way, if something goes wrong, you can send an exploding arrow into the sky or something. You'll figure out a way to alert us. Um, okay, so yeah, Ted, you you head forward, and Dot, you trail a bit behind him. The three of you and the and the three horses. How far away from that thing do you want to be? Like a football field. Football yards. field out of eye shot. So yeah, like like a, a tenth of a mile. Yeah, a reasonable shot with a rifle. You head forward. You're just walking straight on the road, right? Yep, rifle in hand, just walking. And dot, you trail a bit behind him. The yeah, can I be? inside the tree line so that like if you're looking down the road you don't see two people sure yeah yeah looking down the road you only see ted um and you are just a just a bit off in the tree line you walk forward and you see lingering bits of dying smoke over this small hill and up ahead you see a large pile of wood this is wood from all kinds of man-made objects you see some things that look familiar uh, chairs you know large boards tables you see some things that also look unfamiliar Uh, you might be able to identify them as like rocking horses and some some various other you know, if you looked at them for long enough, you might be able to identify what they were trying to mimic, but but not something you would see commonly in heart. And you see that all of these wooden objects are charred black. And you see the smoke coming from a dying bonfire. Uh, okay, interesting. I will, yeah, move towards the bonfire. Okay. You see it's set up here in, in the middle of the road. Go ahead and observe the situation for me. Eight. Eight. Okay, so you can ask one question. What seems strange about this, Blake? What seems strange about this? I'll give you two things. One is that you look past this bonfire on the road, and you don't see any sort of town or anything like Pagosa. You don't see any buildings. So all of these objects and wood 
either you suddenly fell out of the sky here or they were dragged here from the town that you all just passed. And that is a far drag. You're probably five miles out of the city. That's strange Mm -hmm. where these objects came from. Uh, And the other thing that's strange or, you know, notable, I'll say, this isn't taking up one of your questions, is you start to walk closer to this and you begin to trail around it and you see that there are chairs set up around the opposite end of this bonfire. How many chairs? Uh, Are you curling all the way around it? Because they seem to be set up in a semicircular formation around the other side. Yeah. Okay. You see there are five chairs. Okay. I don't like that. I mean, I don't know that, but that's bad. Okay. I'm going to switch my rifle for my sidearm just in case I have to lightning fast take a bunch of people out. Okay. From here on out, I want you to tell me everything that you're doing. You are standing about 20 feet away from this. You've curled around it. I want you to walk me through how you're approaching these things, what you're looking at, what you're looking for. All right. As unwise as this is, I'm going to say, if you guys are trying to lure me into a trap and kill me, can you just make it fucking quick? Is there any response to that? There is no response to that immediately, no. Can I get closer to the chairs? Like, did anyone leave anything behind? Yeah. Ted, someone someone did leave something behind. There's something sitting in each of the chairs. It is a... Uh, a small box wrapped in paper with string around it. There's one in each of the five chairs. Do they have names on them? <laughs> you getting close enough to read the paper? Yeah, may as well. Okay, you're getting like right up there. No, they don't have any they don't have any writing on them, no. Okay. I will open the first of these boxes. Okay. Yeah. You stand there and, and pick up this box and you are suddenly suddenly aware of the wind and the complete silence otherwise around you you unwrap the string unfold the paper and open the box and inside is one severed finger oh god oh no um what finger is it uh which chair did you approach I don't know. I guess whichever would have been my the first one, which could either be the leftmost or the rightmost. Yeah. I guess I'll let you choose. Seem, seems to be a thumb in this box. A thumb. And are any of us missing a thumb? Teal is missing, I believe, her, her right thumb, and she's left-handed. That seems like the dumbest possible finger you could miss. Yeah, That's but true. I, and also I, why are there five if Atticus has a finger? Who's the fifth? I believe I established Teal is missing a thumb. Okay. But yes, Atticus is notably not missing a finger. Could be a coincidence. I would like to open the second box. Okay. What's in the box? Wait, what finger is everyone missing? Are we all missing a different finger? Everyone walk, walk me through what finger you're missing. Annie is missing her left ring finger. I think Dot's missing her middle finger. She is. It's mechanical. It's fucking cool. I'm missing my right ring finger, I think. Yeah, and and Atticus is is not missing a finger. You're opening up the next box? Yes, please. You see, I don't know how well you could identify each of the (laughs) specific fingers on a hand. 
but I do probably see, could. I will say, this finger appears to be a, a slightly different skin tone from the last mm. one, and it appears to be one of the three middle fingers. Interesting. Um, okay, box number three. Once again, uh, a one of the middle fingers. You see this one is similar to the one before it, maybe a little smaller. Okay, and then, Blake, if you want to just... I'm going to look at the remaining fingers. Ted, the fourth box is empty. Could be a coincidence, guys. T- total coincidence, okay? Guys, I think this is just a prank. It's really funny. All right, and then the last one... And you happen open, to be a right ring finger? You open the last box, and you put your hand up to it, and this severed finger sitting here in the box seems to perfectly complete your right hand. Okay. Um, <laughs> how How is that a thing? Well, I will... I mean, can I try to grab all the boxes? Am I yeah, able yeah. to, like, scoop them up? Yeah, they're small boxes. All right, I will... Uh, well, just in case there's... I guess I don't want to immediately go back to the group just in case something's just waiting for me to do that. Can I just take one last look around to see if anything's, like hiding waiting do i hear any like twig snapping sure um ted you're on your way out of this 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 bonfire campsite you're closer now to these objects in the fire charred black after seeing that um like the image of like a charred horse somewhere in the bonfire uh you decide to now that you're closer and now that you don't see any immediate threats around Take a, take a closer peek and look into it. And as you look onto these objects, you see that they're not made of wood, actually. The graininess that you had seen, the wood grain, and the brownish tint, these are malformed, twisted into shape, charred human fingers. Dude. Okay. Uh, maybe go ahead and you tell me what your reaction is to that. I think maybe rationalist here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I could that. That seems like a, cause I think as you said before, you said before out of character, like how the hell is that a thing? Yeah. Um, so even more so seeing those two things in conjunction, it's all rationalist. Well, don't worry. Cause I'm going to roll really well and I got a six. So what okay. <laughs> so a complete fail. Guys, I, like I, a, think, I think uh, Ted and I are going to come back in one piece. Don't worry about it. Is this I like... almost just puked. Okay, so, so the options of which I get to choose is your presence nurtures the illusion, making it more powerful powerful and impenetrable. And Ted, I just want to say that it makes a lot of sense that you specifically approaching this saw this as wood, as your mind is, is, is used to, to correcting things, right? Yeah, it could never be human fingers. Of... Like, definitely not. And, yeah. and you definitely weren't looking for that. <laughs> um, or your bewildered psyche starts creating mirror images of familiar places and people. That's you a attract, good one. You attract extra-dimensional entities. <laughs> Let's do or, that one. <laughs> or you consciously deny what you see, even to your own detriment. I think we're going to go with your brain creates mirror images of familiar places and things, trying to make sense of what is happening. Ted, everything around you is the the logical strands are falling apart. They're not able to be pieced back together again. 
in this moment. And in this bonfire, you see a frame of what was once a, a silver on the outside and then a, a wooden interior, but is now, of course, made of human fingers. And painted on those human fingers, within that frame, is a, um, a familiar portrait that you and Grace had painted a little over a year ago, depicting both of you. And you see that the, the ash and char smeared over Grace's face as you stumble back from the bonfire, unable to make sense of any of it. Uh, holy fuck. Could I, like, even though this could be the equivalent of me just putting my hand in a dying fire, like, can I reach out for Grace's face wherever I think it is? Yeah, you reach through. This is this is on the interior of the bonfire, not one of the things completely charred, right? This is this is sitting somewhere towards the center. You reach your hand through the chairs, the tables, and reach out to grasp this portrait. And instead, something grasps you and you feel all the fingers from all the objects move out of shape, bending and twisting oh around your arm. Um, go ahead and avoid harm for me. Oh yeah, my sure. god, this is a fucking horror film. What am I doing? So, 12. Yeah. Okay, 12. Hell yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't give you the minus. Uh, it would oh. be, sorry, because it's harm. Oh, oh but you have, you have his armor. armor. I was going to say four harm, and I'm so sorry, but that becomes two with your heavy armor, so that is a ten. That is a success. Did you say four harm? That would be four harm, yes. Uh, a gun is three harm. Yeah, that's crazy. A rifle is three. Yeah, yeah that's correct. <laughs> okay, so, Ted, you stick your hand in here, and you see all of the objects suddenly bend out of shape and grasp around your arm and start to pull you further in you feel as they are scorching hot as you feel as just so someone has as as put embers all over your arm uh, dot you see that happen and uh, what are you doing so i'm gonna send up a flaro number one okay flaro um, a flaro number one i mean we can see this that. right like a- yeah so yeah atticus well you're looking through the scope you see, you see Ted stick his, his arm into this bonfire, um, and so you're on edge, and then you see Dot point her arrow directly upwards. And before it even fires, you know that she's shooting up a flare for you. Uh, it's a flare? Um, a flare. So, yeah, one of these arrows that releases powder down into the air, and she shoots it straight up. And Something's going on with Ted. This I'm- thing, this fire, it's grabbing him. I'm moving. I'm moving. Teal says, hold on, Annie. Are we sure that we want to bring the horses towards that? I don't know. Maybe you stay and I go, but someone could be hurt. There's no point. What what are we going to do from up close that I can't do right now? I don't know. I don't know. Annie's freaking out a little. Katie's freaking You know what? Katie's freaking out a little, you guys. (laughs) Annie. Um. These horses are more important than anything. We can't be so quick to just put them into danger. Then what do we do? What do we do? Stay put. Ted's a smart guy. He can figure it out. 
Is the thing Don, in the what, bonfire what you... still holding on to him? Yes, yes. And Oh. And let's just let's be clear about it. It's not a thing in the bonfire holding on to him. It's the bonfire. Okay. I think I'm gonna things... run out of the Damn. trees and try to pull him out pull him out yeah. of it. You 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 run towards him as Ted, you feel as though you are there is like an active fire, active embers all around your arm. This this suit is protecting you for the moment, but um likely it won't in a minute. You're still being held and actively pulled by these wriggling fingers all melded together what are you what are you doing well i would like to not be held by these things so (laughs) sure i I would try to break away okay roll act under pressure for me because i think strength wise i think you would be able to break away um but this is coolness right this is like try not to go into shock try not to to pause try not to stumble okay an eight an eight. Okay, so you do it, but hesitate, or must deal with a complication. If I'm trying to help to like go down and try to pull him out, can I roll the help? Uh, I, I think you're going to get down there in, in, in just a minute, okay. as you as you gotcha. took a second to fire this arrow, and yeah, Ted's just reacting right away. Um, yeah, Ted, you you struggle against these uh, these forces, and you do manage to to pull free, but you manage to pull free. And you feel as these fingers extend out of the bonfire with you. And you see that now there is like a goo of fingers, like a a tendril out of this thing that is now loosely connected to you on the ground. And as you do that, as you break this thing out of its bonfire form... You see, you look around and you see all of the fingers from all of the objects in there wriggle and start to change shape. Um, and they push themselves off the ground as you feel this whole thing sort of begin to cluster as the fingers like trail up the sides of this form, creating a a blob, a massive blob of fingers with one single tendril outstretched, wrapped around your arm. Uh, Dot, you approach and see this thing shifting form as you as you attempt to pull Ted from from this extended appendage. Uh, go ahead and roll, act under pressure for me. Can I ask a question first? Sure. So I have a kitchen knife. Thoughts okay. on just trying to hack away at it? Because you said it's like a blob and then there's like a tendril. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Go ahead and roll an engaging combat for me. We're using different dice. The other dice have been put in timeout. Totally. That's a 14. 14. You run Absolutely. over, no hesitation. And I think maybe it hasn't registered for you exactly what you're looking at other than like, it looks like worms to you right and you begin to hack away and you hack off this last bit of flesh before finally seeing a couple fingernails in there right and realizing what you just removed from ted's arm and you see as that tendril is hacked off of this form you see as these fingers they regrow around the the area where the tendril was cut off right closing the shape once again ted you are you are free though of this okay i am like 
trying to block Dot with my body as much as I can, but let's, I mean, I can I shoot it? I don't, I don't, I don't you, know how you, these things work. You tell me what you tell me what you're trying to do here. I will shoot it and see what happens. Okay, go ahead and roll engage in combat. I don't think punching it would do well for me, so <laughs> let's try the shooting. Okay, that's only a four, but plus four for eight. Okay, so a uh, a mixed success. So you tell me, either you inflict damage, but you're subjected to a counterattack. You do less damage than intended. You lose something important. Yeah, which of those three sounds best? I'll take a counterattack. That's fine. Take a oh. counterattack? Yeah. Okay, then I'll tell you what happens is you see this whole thing start to roll, I think is the best best description for it. But maybe a slightly better description is to crawl in a rotating motion. As instead of rolling, all of the tiny fingers are supporting their own weight on the ground and they are cresting over you like a wave as you point your rifle up and you take a shot right into it as you see some of the fingers just explode upwards but this thing has crested over you and now creates like a dome around you. Uh, well, in case it matters, I also, to be fair, I said I was going to switch to my pistol, so it'll do one less harm, I think, than the rifle would. I think okay. it only does two. So two harm? Okay. Yeah. Hey, Blake. Yes. Every, every one that has devoured that we've encountered, we have discovered has had that, that leech parasite thing, right? Uh, like a little wolf creature thing. Yeah, from yeah, from what you can tell, yes. And and he did describe them as like an extension of those parasites. I think I'm gonna look for some sort of like like a a pod, maybe some part of this thing that is bulbous or maybe some like separated from this wriggling mass. Okay. Um where I Alex, think that leech may be. I'm gonna tell you that you cannot see it, but I don't want that to discourage you. I'll tell you I'll tell you what. You look for this and you don't see it. But as as Ted this is cresting over you, you see among the 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 fingers, right? Most of them malformed now. You see pushing into this like dome around you, fully formed still. The perfect frame of this portrait, untouched as the rest of it is shifting form. Okay, can I say, I'll say to Annie, I'll, he's in trouble, but just creep forward a little bit. Let's move 50 yards. Okay, okay, I do that. And then after that, Blake, I have a crazy idea I'm going to try. Yeah, so I don't know if this will work at all, but just because I'm curious, I'm going to go against all gun safety rules that Ted would definitely know, and I'm going to put my own gun to the side of my head and... Just look at the fingers and say, get back or no food for you. And just see if they react to that. Let me ask you this, Ted, because I okay. really like that idea. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think this would work. Okay. But in my mind, you went up here and, and specifically had said that you are the person to go because you are already on your way out. So let me ask you, how willing are you to do this in this moment? If they continued their advance and it looked like they were going to devour you, as if like like all hope was lost, right? And they looked like 
they were going to devour you in some way and get stronger and go to attack your friends. Would Ted pull the trigger first? Well, that's why that's why I was trying to play up with like the obviously you shouldn't choose to get counterattacked, but I feel like no, in yeah, this yeah, moment yeah. Ted is not He's not thinking about his you own. No, he kind of thinks he's dead. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So then you think Ted is is willing to pull this trigger then if all hope seemed lost to protect his friends from a stronger threat. Yeah. Ted, as as you hold this gun to your head, you see this portrait moving closer to you and it gets to the same level as your face and you see a painted version of yourself staring back and then the fingers begin to retract and the wave crests again around you. It doesn't retreat, but it sort of feels you, right? And and treats this as like almost a hostage situation. So it it it, it kind of curls at your feet <laughs> and the fingers wriggle a little, you know, on edge. But for the moment, you are free again. I can't believe that worked and I'm so that was awesome. Okay, well, honestly, I mean, after all that, I'm just I'm just standing there. So someone else, <laughs> if you want to do something, I think I'm just staring at the finger tsunami. Have we maybe gotten any closer? Like, uh, yes, yes, you all are approaching now, and as as Ted has has bought you a little time, at least we'll say until the the next attack is thrown that thing's way. The three of you approach with the carriage and maybe leave it a little ways behind. And would you like to approach on foot? I think I will at least move on foot. I don't know if okay. it's smart to leave the carriage abandoned, though. Okay, yeah. So then you you hop off, and you head up towards Ted and Dot, who you see are at this strange stalemate with Ted's gun pointed at his own head. I'll get down as well. I, I'll stay close to the horses, but I'm, I want to be ready to run if I need to. Teal goes, I... Yes, you can roll Daredevil. Teal goes, I-, I don't know how close I should get to this thing. I Then stay here. That's fine. Ted, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, I don't uh, I don't know, Um, but it kind of looks like it's working for now. Like, I'm stupid. still I'm still looking for what I've what I'm looking for. OK, yeah, anything that uh, sticks out. Then, yes, you do. As you as you approach here now on foot, you see this part that has like previously was was domed around ted this portrait is now the only solid object you see atticus that this is not a portrait of ted this is a blank canvas it does have a frame around it and it does stay solid you see as everything else the fingers have sort of like moved into just a much more amalgamated like surface right this thing has stayed intact almost like eyes peering at ted staring him down okay i'm guessing this parasite's like their brain so if i try and get rid of it maybe the whole thing falls apart ted as slowly as you can can you try and lie down i am going to slowly and carefully with the gun still pointed at my head, lower to the floor. When he's there, okay. so that now the bullet doesn't penetrate and hit Ted, I would like to try and shoot the portrait 
Okay. Atticus, I, I want to make this clear that this is much more than just a normal shot. However, if this yeah. goes wrong, this will be probably the riskiest role we've rolled this campaign. So I just want to preface this with that. Do it. Fuck it. Just do it. Honestly, I mean... I'm shooting it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yes. Okay. Chaos. All right. Roll. Roll. Engage in combat, Atticus. No. Oh. No one helping. No one hindering. Okay. With my rifle. No. No no, no. 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 Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Atticus. Ted lowers himself to the floor, and you see this portrait kind of mirror his movement and, and tilts down. And you think you get a glimpse behind this very thin canvas of something that is not a finger moving inside of it. And you see that just very small movement in an otherwise completely solid object. And you train your scope directly at it. And you see as these hands start to jump towards Ted and you take the shot and you see as it pierces through this canvas and something pops. It's not huge, it's not flashy, it's not gory. All of these fingers suddenly become severed objects once again. And in a very sudden rain, they pour down onto Ted and onto the ground, completely limp, as you have killed this creature. 